It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We heard from Commanders head coach Ron Rivera on Monday, and he did not want to talk about who the starting quarterback will be against the Dallas Cowboys. But we promised you on our post-game live episode that we would tell you who the starting quarterback should be. Chris Russell says the answer is easy. Let's find out on Locked On Command. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And as always, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host sitting next to me, speaking next to me, is Chris Rooster Russell. Both of us are credentialed members of the media covering your Washington Commanders. Chris is doing it for Team 980, where he and Pete Medhurst are live every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, or whenever you want on the Odyssey app. I am over at Commander Country, where I am writing about your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, including, Chris, the latest piece that I have up there, which is based off of your segment, your interview with Jay Gruden on Russell and Medhurst, uh, where he says a, a lot of good things. Definitely an interview worth listening to from start to finish. But what I pulled from there, thanks to a tweet that you sent out, was that Jay Gruden says that Derek Carr should absolutely be target number one for the commanders this offseason. So Jay Gruden's talking quarterbacks. You and I are going to talk quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. What did Ron Rivera talk about? Mm. Well, before we get to what Ron Rivera said to the media, we, of course, thank you guys for making us your first listen and view of the day and today's episode as of uh, Locked on Commanders, as we, uh, of course, officially begin the morning process, is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. All right, David, so you mentioned Ron Rivera speaking yet again on Monday. Again, traditional thing that he has to do for anybody that's criticizing him for talking too much or explaining too much. You got to kind of understand how this works, right? So he was, of course, asked about who the starting quarterback will be for this Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys. And shockingly, he said, well, nobody just yet, that he hasn't made that decision, or at least that he's not going to release that decision. And before we get into a couple of the other big picture items, David, I, I teased on the postgame episode on Sunday night into Monday that I thought it should be one person. You just kind of alluded to that at the top before our intro. Yeah. To me, I don't know if you're on the same page uh, exactly as me, but there's one guy that has to start, and that's Sam Howell. You can't yeah. start Carson Wentz in this game. You can't start Taylor Heineke. You have to move on from both. That's a bigger picture discussion. But to me, there's one guy that you need to find out something about that you don't know, and that's Sam Howell. Yeah, 
And I, and I know you're not alone on that. And, and I, and I want to preface this by saying that I am a Sam Howell guy. Like I like Sam Howell. I liked him in the draft. I didn't necessarily like him. You know, like the, one of the top quarterbacks coming off the board type of thing. I thought, you know, day two, uh, would be would be more kind of his sweet spot. I think a lot of people expected that. And when he was still there day three, like that just blew everybody's mind, I think. Um, here's here's my problem with, with the Sam Howell uh, conundrum, right? Or decision. I understand the concept, right? Like you're, you're playing for the future. You're looking towards 2023. So let's see what we get from or what we have from Sam Howell. But I would say this. You don't know what you have from Sam Howell against the Dallas Cowboys. Like good, bad, or indifferent. If he, I mean, if he goes out there and blows the Dallas Cowboys up, you don't know that he's going to be a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. If he goes out there and lays an egg, you don't know that he's going to be a draft dud. And if he goes out there and plays average, you don't know that he's going to be average for his entire career. So in reality, when you walk out of the stadium after the Dallas Cowboys game and Sam Howell played, like, don't get me wrong, live bullets are valuable. You know what I mean? So the experience is valuable, and, and, and it absolutely is. My question is risk-reward. How much are you really taking away from that? If you're the Washington commanders, as far as what Sam Howell brings, like Sam Howell, like they've been learning about him all season long, his work ethic, his preparation, his study habits, mm-hmm. his ability to retain information, all of that stuff. They have been in, in deep with all of that stuff. I don't want to start Sam Howell this weekend because I don't want him to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, so like when I say I don't want to start Sam Howell, it's not that I don't want to start Sam Howell. It's that I don't want Sam Howell to have to go out there and run around for his life against the Dallas Cowboys defense that quite honestly is going to come out with their hair on fire trying to win a division. I anticipate that the Cowboys and Eagles are going to play at the same time. Yeah. If I'm the NFL, that's what I would do, which means the Cowboys are coming out there looking to win a division. And so if I put Sam Howell out there, Micah Parsons is going to come out there looking to eat his soul. You know what I mean? And for me personally, if he does well, that's fantastic. But if he gets injured or worse, if he gets completely demolished and now our confidence in this guy is completely tanked, mm-hmm. you're going to hear all summer, all, all winter and early spring long, trade up for Bryce Young, trade up for right. C.J. Stroud. And that's going to kill you have a rookie quarterback that you're going to kill him in the court of public opinion. A lot of the media outlets and some of the fan base for one game. And, and it's a game that you really can't gain anything from. So I just to me, it's you're putting too much on the line. If you like Sam Howell, which everything that we heard from inside the organization is that they loved Sam Howell coming into the draft, and the only reason they didn't draft him earlier was basically to protect Carson's ego. If that's true, you gain nothing of substance, of significant substance by putting him out there. Like, is Sam Howell going to be in the doghouse after this game if he does bad? No. Is he going to be the next franchise starter if, 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 if he does well? No. You can't do that. You have to at least bring in competition. So I don't understand. I don't. I don't see the the value in it that everybody else sees. I think you either go with Taylor because he's a free agent. So if he gets hurt, and, I, and I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, I'm not trying to have no heart here. But if he gets hurt, you're not on the hook for anything anyway. Or you go with Jake Fromm. Personally, I go with Taylor. Um, but you know the risk. The, I guess I don't really call it a risk. But but what's the what's the, what are the aesthetics going to be on that, Chris? This is what you should have done a week ago. And, so you know, just the to Ron's going to get you would, brutalized you would, for that. You would go Taylor one, I Jake Fromm two. Yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe you put Sam Howell in there, and look, if your offensive line is standing up to the Cowboys, or it's a blowout late, you know, right. hopefully it's a blowout win for for the internal uh, aspect of it. I know the draft pick stuff. Obviously, the fans want different, but 
if it's like a blowout and, you know, there's not a whole lot of risk of like, there's an understanding like, hey, you know, right. Coach McCarthy, we're going to put Sam out here. You're not going to kill him. Like you're going to tell Michael Parsons, take it easy. Game's over. Let's not ruin this guy's career and let's get him some live reps. I wouldn't mind that having Sam as a backup situation. But I, I don't know, man. Like I said, to me, the potential reward of putting Sam out there doesn't doesn't outweigh the risks. But I do agree with you that I think Sam Howell is going to start this game. And look, from a personal standpoint, like I'm going to be excited for him. I'm going to be pumped for him to get his first start. I'm going to be pumped mm-hmm. for him to lead that team out there. It's in FedEx, all that stuff. Like I'm going to be happy for him. I just, from an organizational leadership standpoint, I don't think it's worth the risk. All right. There's a split opinion, obviously, that we have. And, and yet we both feel like it will be Sam Howell ultimately. Right. Um, I, I guess the one thing that I would counter everything that you said, and I totally get what you're saying and understand it. Maybe, maybe it reduces the level of desperation if he goes out there and plays well against a really good, aggressive defense in a big spot for them, in a spot that you claim, as Ron did on Monday, that you are really like Ron. And, and this leads us into the second bullet point of what I took away from Ron on Monday, which is, and no surprise here, Ron wants to win this game against the Cowboys, even though it means absolutely nothing. And David, here's the worst part. It actually hurts the commanders if they do win. It hurts the commanders if they win. For a second year in a row, we are in this position where they are going to play, you know, balls to the wall and try and win a game that actually hurts them to win. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole dynamic. I hate this part of the season, right? Because the whole dynamic between going out playing to win and going out protecting draft status is 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 a, is a discussion that I hate having, but unfortunately, it does have to be had. Uh, but before we do that conversation, Chris, we're going to have a separate conversation. Thanks to our friends over at Prize Picks. Here's the way the Prize Picks works: you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, and you pick what they do correctly, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry and that's it it's just you versus the projections you're not playing me you're not playing chris you're not playing the guy down the road that has all the fantasy magazines it's just the projections you pick whether they're going to score more or less than those if they do you win prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch so even though the nfl season is kind of starting to wind down they will have nba they do have nba major league baseball when that comes back hockey is in full swing PGA is the thing that happens that I don't know when that happens, but it's going to happen at some point in time. And you can make all your entries in 60 seconds or less. It's super easy, super fun. And again, you can win up to 10 times your entry uh, on any entry. Safe and fast withdrawals are offered as well. Currently operational in 30 states and Canada, in over 30 states rather, and Canada. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on, all caps, all one word, at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Continue our conversation here on Locked On Commanders Podcast. Do you want to win the game 
or do you want to win the draft position? We're going to talk about that here on Locked On Commanders. We thank you for joining us for that conversation, making it your first listen every day. Make sure you're also joining the conversation at Locked On Sports today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around sports in less than 20 minutes. Analysis, opinions from everybody and everywhere in the Locked On Network. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Chris, do you want the win? Well, so here's the thing. Ron Rivera says they're going to win. They're, they're going to play to win. What are right. your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, please don't. Please don't win. Uh, please try hard. That's please don't point. embarrass yourself. Yeah. Uh, don't get Hershey squirts in your underwear. But, and please start Sam Howell. But please don't win. Because, again, yeah. this whole notion that you have to win every game that you play, well, well, yes, to, true. But let me rewind. Last year, when they went into MetLife Stadium and beat the Giants, that cost them the eighth spot in the draft. They right. finished with the 11th spot in the draft. Now, that right. doesn't seem like a, a whole lot, David, if you, if you just, you know, eighth to 11th. Well, what's the big deal, Chris? It's just a couple of spots. Again, it's not only where you pick, it's also the leverage that you then have in terms of making a potential trade-up for one of the top quarterbacks, a C.J. Stroud, and look at what he did for Ohio State, uh, you know, using his legs and arm, obviously, with Marvin Harrison on Saturday night, despite the crushing loss. You know that, obviously, as an Ohio State guy. Thanks um, for bringing that up. Sorry. Uh, I was trying to bring up the positive, but you get my point. Like, it, it, right. It's it's easier to trade yeah. up from the eighth spot, for argument's sake, or the tenth spot than it is the eleventh spot or the fifteenth spot. Again, you can try hard to win and not win, and I guess that's the best case scenario as long as you avoid major injury. But what happens if you go out trying to win a meaningless right. game and you do win? Yeah, maybe you derail Dallas from winning the NFC East, and hey, we get to pump our chest, beat Dallas week, and all this nonsense. And, you know, my, my, my pal Sonny Jurgensen gets his number retired and, and the Cowboy fans, 45,000 of them go home unhappy. But guess what, guys? The Cowboys are going to the playoffs. You're not ruining anything. Maybe you're taking away a home field game from them. You're not ruining anything. And you're winning, and it hurts you ultimately instead of helping you. There is absolutely nothing to be gained by winning this game. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, January 8th, it feels good. Right. But January 15th, nobody cares anymore. Like, because Dallas can be getting ready or playing a wild card game. And you're going to be sitting at home. And fe- at the end of February, at the scouting combine, it's going to hurt. And in April, it's going to hurt. Right. I mean, you look at it, the Washington Raiders, they have the eighth pick. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, obviously they don't have the eighth pick. Drake London is the first wide receiver off the board. Now, look, I love Jahan Dotson and I think that they got a great player and I think they got a great deal. So, I would almost say not so much you could draft another guy. Now, do the commanders draft Drake London or maybe Garrett Wilson if they're in the eighth pick? I mean, maybe. That's just that's just facts. But I'm thinking from alternate universe, you still get Jahan Dotson. But guess what? If you trade back from eighth to somewhere else to get Jahan Dotson, maybe you trade from eighth to 11th and you grab yourself some more draft capital that is higher draft capital, actually, and you still get Jahan. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there, there's, yeah, it's from an outside point of view, 100%. You don't want to win this game which honestly to me kind of clouds the whole Sam Howell should start conversation even more, but I don't want to, I don't want to rehash that. Um, and honestly, to me, it kind of pushes you towards Jake Fromm. put Jake Fromm out there. Let's see if maybe we think he'd be a backup guy, good locker room guy, good meeting room guy. Let's see if we want to keep him on the roster next year. We know what Taylor is. We know what Carson is. Jake Fromm starts, uh, Sam Howell 
backs him up. We tell Jake Fromm, bro, go out there like it's a sugar bowl. Do your thing. Do the best you can for this team because guess what? He's going to do that anyway. If you tell Jake Fromm, Jake, we are we're taking a dive against the Dallas Cowboys. That's what Jake Fromm is going to do. He is going to go out there and throw darts. Like he's, you can't tell a football player not to win a game. These guys take way too much punishment and they work way too hard for way too much permanent physical damage to go out there and tank a game. It's not going to happen. So if you want to lose this game, you put in Jake Fromm, you put in Jarrett Patterson, you put in Dax Milne as your wide receiver one. Uh, you bring Mark and Michelle. You know you act you activate him uh, for the first time. I don't know. You know, Amari Rogers gets to start, although he does pretty good anyway, et cetera. You get the point, right? So, but let's look at this right now. The Washington commanders are 14th in the NFL draft. If the NFL draft was today, the Washington commanders are 14th at seven, eight, and one. And this is where we go back to that tie. We talked about it then that tie could either be a loss or a win, depending on what happens in the season right now. It's a win. And that's a bad thing because yeah. you're behind all these seven and nine teams because you're seven and eight and one. So, you know what I mean? So you're 14th instead of, I don't know, maybe 10th, depending on tiebreakers, right? where the New Orleans Saints are. So if the Saints win, Titans win, Browns win, well, Texans win, uh, Jets win, and Commanders lose, they move up to number 10. That's the best they could do. The Commanders, the best they could do right now is 10th uh, because Carolina, Vegas, Atlanta all have six wins, but they also have 10 losses. So, again, that tie hurts you because even if those teams win and get seven wins and you lose and get your ninth loss, they saw more losses than you. You're behind all those teams. The best the Commanders can do is 10th overall. They have to lose in order for that to happen. And all these other teams have to win. And there's tiebreakers in there that I'm not even sure they can get to number 10, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but, but if they but don't, then they're sitting at 14. If you win, David, if you win on Sunday, if you win, sorry, then you, you could be... You take away all playoff game from the Cowboys, but what what, what does that get you? And in all likelihood... You could be as you know, deep as 19, I want to say. 18. Yeah. You could be as deep as 18. Right. And, and, and then it's so much harder to move up the board for not yeah. only a quarterback, but anybody yeah. that you want. I mean, instead yeah. of being in a position of leverage, sort of like you were last year to trade down and still get a Dotson once London was gone. And remember, London was number one on their board. Again, it's maybe this is too early for this, but it, it's it's mental gymnastics it's draft season, baby. It's draft gymnastics. And I, yeah. I look. I had no problem with this team going for the playoffs. They failed miserably. Right. Now you have to try and make your future better, period. Over. It's over. Yeah. So move again. So take it for the future. And, and, and I said it again, like, you know, I, I understand like the Sam Howell. I want to see Sam Howell play a game as much as the next guy. Yeah. But I just don't know that putting him out there against Dallas really serves anything for your future other than putting it potentially at risk. And again, right. not to disrespect Jake Fromm, you know, he's a nice guy too. I talked to him in the locker room all the time as well. He's had a great podcast, Punt and Pass podcast with Drew Butler. Go check it out. Uh, it, it's really great stuff. Um, but let's be honest, like Jake's not, you know, as of right now, like he's not really in the running to be the future of this franchise. Yeah. Right. And I think that no matter what, if, if you're wanting to trade up for a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young, Yes, like Sam again, Sam Howell, like unless he goes out there and drops 504 touchdowns on the Dallas Cowboys, this isn't going to change that. And I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but if Sam Howell goes out there and does average or loses and now you end up with a higher draft pick, are you still going to are you going to draft a quarterback first round? I don't really think you are. I, and I think honestly, a Derek Carr, like Jay was talking about, um, is probably the most likely type of of avenue, maybe like a Ryan Tannehill, which I wouldn't be incredibly excited about, but I think right. is is definitely on the table. Uh, there's another name on the table that I dropped on you, Chris, that we're not going to drop on yes. this episode, but we will soon I enough. I, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, so, you know, so well, well, this all kind of circles back on top of each other. But I just right. feel like if you're a Washington Commanders fan, there's two last things I want to say, and I'll let you finish off this segment. If you're a Washington Commanders fan 
and you want Sam Howell to play, but you also want your team to lose, mm-hmm. why do you want Sam Howell to play? Is my question. Two, and I get it. He could do well and he could still lose. I got it. But Sam Howell's not going to go out there to lose, guys. Number two is, honestly, if we're right, Chris, and Dan Snyder's going to sell this team this offseason, he was not going to agree to a sale until this team was eliminated from contention anyway. And do any Washington fans want Dan Snyder's name on a Lombardi trophy? So if you don't want Dan on a Lombardi and you want the team sold earlier as soon as possible, or at least the news of an agreement announced as soon as possible. And again, I mean, and we're talking about draft positions. If you're not going to win the Lombardi, do you even want to make the playoffs? Well, I mean, that's a, uh, that, I, I mean, that's a tough, qu- that's a loaded question, right? Because I mean, we know Absolute, they're not, making, there's no right answer. Yeah. We know they're not making the playoffs. We hope that it induces him to sell and get out. And we hope it speeds up the process so that it can be finalized in late March. But we don't know if that actually is going to happen and what factors are what. That's a different conversation. I think that we have to have when we have more time, but real quickly, you mentioned the Derek Carr, Jay Gruden thing. Again, Jay Gruden is, you know, just the former head coach here and now out of the NFL, but he very closely follows it. I mean, he's an executive consultant for the Rams, but he very closely follows the league. Okay. And his brother obviously had Derek Carr. And this was, I think, part of the genesis of him advocating for Derek Carr. And here's the other thing real quickly. If Derek Carr is released by the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, he becomes even more attractive as opposed to if you trade for him, which is same kind of scenario that an organization I think we both know faced last year and did the unthinkable. So maybe, maybe this time around, you let a certain veteran quarterback become a free agent and then you try and pounce. Okay. Maybe that would be, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. <laughs> that would be that would be that would be interesting, and it would also be probably more prudent. But yeah. we will have to see. Obviously, lots of conversation coming up on yeah. that. If well, you want to your co-host full- on on Team Nine Eighty's point, Pete Metters, uh, Teresh, our, our buddy. You know, we yep. the tweets went out. Teresh was like, you know, would he would he trade? So Derek Carr has a trade a no trade clause. Would he waive his no trade clause to come to Washington? Um, and, and basically my answer, I, I'm not quoting myself, but my answer, I think, was, was you know, it's basically, it's very intriguing. I think ownership has has kind of a, of a little bit, like the future of the franchise obviously has something to do with that. Uh, but Pete dropped in and said, to play with these weapons, absolutely. I think, you know, I think Pete basically said that they would, and I agree. I think when, if you're a quarterback, especially a veteran, looking to restart, th- these are the weapons you want. Now, the O-line is what it is right now, but these weapons are very, very attractive for any yeah, better quarterback. No doubt. But, but again, re- also remember there's contract gymnastics here, salary cap gymnastics. So it's not a guarantee that he's, you're going to have to trade for him. We'll get into all the details and all the, you know, uh, things about that as we go along um, oh, and yeah. have more conversation, obviously on Derek Carr and go read David's uh, piece again on SI.com and fan nation and commander country. And you can listen to the whole interview on the Odyssey app as you can each and every episode here of the Locked On Commanders podcast. All right, coming up next on the Locked On Commanders podcast, it's been three years since Ron Rivera was introduced as head coach and Grand Poobah of the Washington Commanders, then another name. How did he grade in our eyes? That's next. Our answer to that uh, on Locked On Commanders coming up. But first, this episode of LOC is presented by BetOnline. That's right, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. The Cowboys 
are favored by six already on the opening line against the Commanders on Sunday afternoon. Ron Rivera says the Commanders are playing to win. We've already talked about the quarterback. I have a sneaking suspicion you should probably slam some dough down on the boys get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college football bowl season to basketball all the action on the ice we've got it all at betonline.net if you love sports podcasts you can find them there too always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information in game and out of game head to the website today or use your mobile device at bet online where the game starts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one last conversation on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Of course, make sure you come back tomorrow. Chris will be flying solo, but he's got plenty to talk about. Obviously, we can't even get every, we can't even stay on all of our topics on this episode without having to put, I mean, it's going to be an off season, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. We will be here with you five days a week all throughout the offseason. So we're not going anywhere. Don't go anywhere on us. Uh, Ron Rivera, the question is, is he going to go anywhere? And I think in order to answer that question, you have to start with an analysis, evaluation of where this team has gone. So first things, Chris, is is what is your overall kind of grade uh, analysis of Ron Rivera three years in? Does next week have the opportunity to change anything of your where you stand right now? All right. So three years into this thing, he was introduced uh, to the media. I mean, of, of course, he had come to an agreement earlier, but January 2nd, 2020. So three years ago now, uh, Monday. Um, and if you look at Ron as the head coach, general manager, end all be all of football operations, I think, David, for me, as a report card grade, I can't give him any more than a C. But I would also say this. Yeah. I'm going to give him a C minus because yeah. the football operation, quite honestly, while it's better in a lot of ways, the talent and the depth is better in a lot of ways. They just simply have not won enough games and they still don't have the answer to the quarterback of the future. And now you face some other dilemmas such as Deron Payne, Cameron Curl, and you know others that you have to decide whether you're going to pay Chase Young, fifth-year option, all of that stuff, Montez yeah. Sweat. So – Again, I would say for me, it's a C minus because they just haven't won enough and they haven't solved the dilemma of QB1, as Ron likes to say. Could I give him a D? Sure. I mean, I'm not as hard on him about his coaching or in-game coaching tactics as others are. Maybe I'm being too easy on him, but I see Ron right now is no better than a C minus and again, teetering on that D plus area because just simply you, you even if you win this week and you win an eighth game, David, it means nothing again. As we go yeah. back, at least yeah. in my perspective, you, you would have then won more games than you did the first two years, but it means nothing because you were seven and five and in control, total control of your own destiny, and yeah. you barely could squeak out an eighth win, and that eighth win would come in and again, a meaningless game. So to me, it means yeah. absolutely nothing. 
So to me, you know, I will say this, and, and I'm not trying to be disruptive when I say this. The last game actually can change things for me. And I, and I say it like this, Chris, if you're going to hand in a term paper you get it back and it says C minus. And you walk up to your professor like, oh man, C minus, I really thought I did better on this. And your professor went, oh wait, C minus, my bad. No, that's a C. And hand it back to you. How would you feel? Uh, well, I'd, I'd feel slightly better. Yeah. I guess. No, okay. Like you're not going to go celebrate, right? But you're like, oh, right. okay. You're like, I'm yeah. glad I said something, right? That's what the last game can do for me. Because right now you're at a C minus. You're at a firm C minus. If they win this game, all right, I'll give you a C. You know what I mean? Like because... You have eight wins. The two out of three seasons before Ron got here, right? we're talking about a three-year evaluation. Two of the three seasons before Ron got here, Washington had seven wins. You know They had one three-win season in there. Uh, Ron comes in. You have back-to-back seven-win seasons. Now you're about to have another seven-win season. So I'm with you. If you get a seven, if you have a seven-win season, you get a C-minus. If you get an eight-win season, all right, bro, I'll, I'll give you a C. You know what I mean? Like, okay. But you really haven't done anything as far as improving the state of this franchise, right? And we have some some face or some Facebook, some YouTube commenters, right? Gerald uh, Gerard O'Leary, uh, Wench never should have started. Coach needs to go now too. Um, you know uh, Raymond on on YouTube, totally embarrassing. Team had no heart, which is obviously an indictment on the coaching staff. And he also say he calls out Scott Turner uh, specifically. John Russell, if I hope I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. We need a brand new coaching staff. It's time. Uh, front office too. It's been three years. If you lose, it'll be 21 and in three years now, it's a losing record. You just think, uh, you know, that record will be revoked 21 and 28 in three years. It's time for him to go. So obviously there are a lot of commanders fans. I'm sure on this episode, we're going to get even more coaching staff comments. Uh, you know, commanders fans are, are getting sick of it. And I think we've already kind of discussed this outside of the Dan Snyder situation. I think Ron's seat would be a little bit warmer than it is right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but with a new ownership group potentially coming in, it might actually be very, very hot because Whoever this new ownership group is, is seeing everything from the outside. By the time they get on the inside, they may not have the patience to wait and see what happens. They may just be like, you know what? We've already made our decision before we arrived. Here's your C. Have a good day. You know, have a good next semester because I don't think Ron or, or Scott or Jack are necessarily done unless they choose to be. Uh, but, you know, that's just kind of the situation. So, yeah, I mean, and that's disappointing, right? The, uh, the C is very disappointing for what this team probably could be or should be. But this is two years in a row now. And I wasn't here his first year but I've been here for two years. This is two years in a, row, in a row now where you walk away saying this team should have been so much better than their record. And they gave demonstration of why they should have been so much better than their record. So if the talent is available on the field, then the onus for not getting to where the potential can take you is on the person who's responsible for developing that potential. That's the coaching staff. Uh, I think that's a good explanation. Uh, obviously, you don't have a, a, a really any time to kind of uh, continue this debate on this particular episode, but we will, of course, throughout the week and throughout the offseason. I would just say one thing. Yeah. You would describe this staff, this regime as mediocre. Mediocre might be a compliment. I'll leave you. I will that. say one last thing as well. And this is <laughs> we were actually having, I know we're going to go over our time, but you know what? I think it's an important conversation. We were talking pre-recording about draft compensation when trading for a head coach and some of the historic mm-hmm. numbers, right? Like John Gruden was traded from the Raiders of the Bucks for two first, two second round mm-hmm. draft picks. Bruce Arians was traded for a sixth round pick and they got a seventh round in return. Like, so we've seen coaches get kind of traded for a whole lot and we've seen coaches get traded for very little. You brought up a hockey reference that a coach basically didn't even get traded. was just like, here, have him. Like, we don't want him anymore. I will say this: that everybody always says that the bet, the most important relationship on an NFL team is what head coach and quarterback. So, if quarterback is the most valuable position, then the head coach is the most valuable position outside of the locker room. I would say 
if you had a first round pick, if you had a quarterback, and after three years, he was performing the same he did his rookie season or even worse in some situations, would you give that guy a fourth year or would you start looking for a replacement? I mean, I, I think that's a lens that you kind of have to look at this coaching staff through. I think the answer is pretty obvious. The, 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 the solution is more clouded than the answer probably is in that case. All right. I have a solution. I'm going to have some more on this situation and some fallout. Plus, uh, as David mentioned, you know, one of the good things that came out of Sunday is already maybe causing some problems. I'll have that on the next episode. We'll be solo for the next two episodes, and then we'll get on back together uh, before the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. But we want to thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On Sports Today podcast with our pal Peter Bukowski. Brings you the biggest stories from around the world in sports in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else. Locked on Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com, or please send us a DM via Twitter at LO Commanders. For my partner, David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders, for SI.com's fan nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Men Herschel on the Team 980 and always live and free on the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, kind to one another. Again, Happy New Year, despite the Commanders going nowhere. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.